Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is The Good Life. Food, wine, and all the good things of life. Now, here's the host of The Good Life, Guy Bauer. Well, good afternoon. Welcome to the program. I'm glad you're with us. And don't forget, uh, if you're listening, I hope you're listening in your car and you're heading to Johnson's Garden Center. I'll be judging there uh, at the uh, 10th Annual Iron Chili Head Festival featuring Hatch Green Chilies, uh, a bunch of food trucks preparing food with Hatch Green Chilies, and, of course, a beer tent with pretty much all the craft brewers here in Wichita. So, it starts at noon, head that way, and uh, it goes till 4 o'clock. Johnson's Garden Center on East 13th. Now, uh, on with the show. I got a, a press release for a book called My Culinary Love Story. And I thought that sounds interesting. might not be quite appropriate, but it does have recipes. And more importantly, it has an author of great renown. My guest is Pauline Perry. She's a... Uh, Highly sought-after founder and president of Good Gracious Events, an award-winning food and beverage company in Los Angeles. She put the book together. It's her second book, uh, and everything is about uh, food and beverage and love, and she has such a great story. And like I said, the best part is you'll read about some of the food, and, and next thing you know, there's the recipes, and that makes the book so appropriate for today's show. Pauline Perry, welcome to The Good Life. Well, thank you, Guy. I love being with you today. Well, the only thing that would make this better, the smell of roasting lambs, garlic bread, <laughs> and a big you glass of red wine. <laughs> you did read the book, huh? Oh, I did. Um, I have a horrible reputation of always having red wine in my hand. I don't know what that's all about, but I love it. <laughs> well, we are peas in the same pod. Good. I think yeah. I have more pictures of me circulating about with either just me in a glass in my hand or more importantly, most of them, I have my nose in the glass because I like the smell <laughs> of wine. But I know, the whole experience, huh? Yeah. So let's talk yeah, about you. Uh, uh -huh. We're, we're going to talk about the book. We're going to talk about your catering uh, in Los Angeles. But okay. we got to just start with you and probably – the, like I said, uh, when we chatted before, the beginning of the book, just the first two chapters of how you met your husband, uh, you know, a, a single mom, two kids, 
a divorce, and then you move into a little flat above a great restaurant. Take yeah, it from there. Yeah, restaurant. Yeah. So, Guy, this is actually, it was all by chance that all this happened, you know? I did get divorced. I had two children. My husband, or my ex-husband, it was infidelity. So, you know, I was a little upset by all that situation. But I sort of got myself on my feet. And by chance, um, I found this fellow who had a little crush on me. And he wanted to take me out to dine at this lovely French-style uh, restaurant in a little quaint village in Shepton Mallet. Um, he was an accountant, and I met him because I was doing some home accountancy for uh, a local contractor in the area, which kept me busy at night when the children were asleep. Anyway, going to this restaurant with him, um, and he was their accountant also, and, um, and that's the reason I went there with him. He knew them. But after he dined for the evening, um, the couple who owned it, was a married couple. They invited us to have drinks with them in their little um, entrance area. And while we were having conversation with them, um, they were talking about this and that. And I was saying, I'm trying to get back on my feet. I'm not quite sure, you know, how I'm going to move forward. And they looked at me and they said, um, "Why don't you come and work for us?" And I said, "What would I do?" And they said, "Well, we could talk about that." But we love you, and we think you would be a good match for us. Monica and I are trying to um, actually have a little bit more home life instead of working here 24-7, and we need someone to take Monica's place in the restaurant. And what's more, we have this fabulous flat upstairs, and you and the children um, can stay there. And I was sort of taken aback because I'd never even thought about working into the hospitality or in a restaurant before. You know, I was brought up to be a secretary, and that's what I could do my whole life. But I was refreshed by what they had to say. And I went home, and I said, let me just think about what you've just asked. And um, I went home, and the next day, I found myself calling them back and said, I would love to do this. And i probably work out what I would do as we go along. And that's really how the story started. Wow. And, and there you are. Having never worked worked yeah. in a kitchen or the front of the house in a no. very fancy restaurant, and uh-huh. I can just I can smell it. I can I can yeah. feel it. We in our little village uh, that was west of Cambridge and south of Alconbury. Uh, I lived in Great Staunton when my wife and I moved in, and uh-huh. uh, we went to Kim Bolton, and there was a very small, quaint, romantic restaurant called the Coat Door. And oh okay. my god! And, and when I think of when I read you, I think of that because that's the most vivid imagination. It had to be that first day when you that first night when you walked down the stairs, a little scared. Oh. Was I scared? <laughs> my stomach was in a knot. I had no idea, and um, and I was scared out of my mind. And I just remember walking down the stairs, and Monica, who was one of the owners, she was there at the bottom, and she said, you're ready, Pauline? And I felt like I was an actress going on stage, you know? Yeah. Okay, take a deep breath. I did not have to know my lines, but I, I went in <laughs> and, and did what I needed to do. And um, and I did all this, I might say, I suppose I was young enough, in three-inch heels, you know? <laughs> you could wear three-inch heels back in those days. Yeah. And, um, and I, I really um, found myself loving it 
instantly. I don't know why. I just loved it instantly being in that environment. You know, I do want to say I was sort of brought up and I always had the interest of cooking and, and you know, sharing you know, time with people and and entertaining, but not one moment did I ever think it would become a career in my life and a passion. Yeah, it's just, it's funny how one door closes and several more open. And you were working not only in the kitchen, but with a great chef and, and you were, you were the mistress of all trades and that you would greet people and wait on tables and give us the reader's digest version of, of how you met Dennis. (laughs) Okay, <laughs> uh, the $24 million question. Uh-huh. So um, I was working, and this, um, we had a lovely big door with a brass handle, and it was a cold night, and he walked in, and there was a, a lady in dark hair, and behind her came in this about a six-foot blonde chap, and I could not help but stop. You know, you see that in the movies, and look at him, and I thought, Ooh, he's cute. <laughs> but that was about it. And they came in and um and I served them. And um and they had I think she had red wine and he had a gin and tonic and um was chatting and um I gave them probably the best table in the house and I thought it was a girlfriend boyfriend and they had their dinner. But I found him talking to me a little bit more than um what he was talking to his um girl that he was with so there was definitely an attraction to start with but obviously the night went off he left for the night and um and I thought gosh you know I I bet this guy comes back tomorrow pounds on the door comes in and asks me out for a date but actually that did not happen and I never saw him again until about three months later and it was actually on Christmas Eve and um I knew some friends who um, owned this pub, uh, the Cranmore Inn, and I decided to go and visit with them to give them a little Christmas gift, say Merry Christmas, um, after my lunchtime shift. And it was three o'clock in the afternoon, and those days the pubs closed at two, but it was full. And as I walked into this pub, um, I walked through the crowds, and I heard this voice behind me saying, I know you, you're that girl from Blostin's. And I turned around, looked at him, and I said, huh, I remember you. I thought you were going to come in and pound the door down and ask me for a date, but you never did, huh? He was taken aback, and I said, I'm just looking for John and Cindy. So I walked away and went to the couple that owned the pub. And um, and that night, it actually snowed. You know, you see those Hallmark movies, it snows. (laughs) He came in, he he had some wood in his arms to put on the fire. And I had to go back to work to do the night shift. And he had been there since 11 o'clock in the morning. So he was a little bit worse for wear. And unbeknown to me, he said to me, do you think you could take me home? I live just around the corner from Bluffton. And in fact, I did take him home. I dropped him off, went to work. And he said to me, he said, can I give you... A Merry Christmas kiss. And I said, I don't think so. He said, well, can I at least ask you if you mind if we can go out on a date? And I said, yes, you can do that. Again, he, we made a time and a place to meet. And um, I remember going home and my mum said to me, when, do you, when are you going back? And I said, well, I think I have a date on the 28th of December at 8 o'clock. 
but he was quite inebriated, and I'm not sure whether he will come or not. But I'm going to do my. I'm going to go home, and if he does, he does. If he doesn't, I'll have a quiet night at home. Anyway, he did turn up. So, oh. and that's the beginning of the story. And a bit long-winded. I'm sorry about that. No, <laughs> it's it's perfect. And like I said, the first two chapters give you so much information about this background. But for me. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, I want to hear about uh, you're going to you're moving to the states. You're going to L.A. and you build in a relatively short period of time. I know it was a lot mm-hmm. longer than people think. Uh, one of the most magnificent catering and event planning companies in our country today, and that that is to be admired. And we'll talk about that. As soon as we come back from this break, uh, my guest, you've heard her, uh, a British background, and more importantly, a talented chef, a hospitality expert, and the head and founder of Good Gracious, with an ex- with an exclamation point, events, award-winning food and beverage coverage company in L.A. You need a copy of the book. We're going to give one away a bit later. It's called My Culinary Love Story by my guest, Pauline Perry. And Pauline and I will be right back after this break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.